Everybody, welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Yeah, what's up, guys? It's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. I, uh, I did. I said, "What's up, guys?" And you said, "Pretty good." Yeah. What's the up, deal? With I was saying, that? "Up is yeah. pretty good." Yeah. It's, it's, I was going, "Yeah." It's warmer. What's up? I was asking a Hot genuine question. Genuine meaning the singer of My Pony. Well, you know, we got uh, sports. Yeah, a lot it's a of sport, sports. Comedy going. podcast. Yep. You know, Super Bowls. Two short weeks away. I thought it was this Sunday. Nope. This Sunday is the Pro Bowl. Oh. oh which also means it's the Royal Rumble. That's correct. Oh, the, that's right. That's what one, I have my Which calendar. I've missed like the last two years. Oh, I'm coming on Sunday. I will not be there, unfortunately. I think this might be the first year ever where I watched literally zero wrestling between the last Royal Rumble and this Royal Rumble. Oh, I don't wow. think I watched a second. How you're going to be so lost? I know. How will you ever Aren't understand you the, the ongoing storyline? I am in the fantasy wrestling league. Haven't watched any of the product. Are you? Who, who are you? I'm not winning. Who? Oh, but who are you beating in the fantasy Scott. wrestling? Scott. <laughs> Scott Narver from Curtain Jerks. These are my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Jordan and I, we, we have a mutual friend who Phil knows, who we once teased so badly about being last place in a league where there was somebody else who wasn't trying the whole year that he researched and then won the next year it was a was a whole turnaround that's a great story (laughs) yeah isn't it though yeah i realized and it was made even more effective by you not saying names so even i can't play along it's a sports comedy podcast yeah it is the sports outsider doesn't know about sports that's me phil jordan and i ostensibly do know something about that's joel talking that's the premise of the podcast. And we have a big show. Really big show. Because uh, the LA Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. New England Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Boo. Super Bowl three. This is uh, the New England uh, Invitational. The yeah. Super yep. Bowl. Uh, is this 54? 53. Yeah. L-I-I-I. Super Bowl live. <laughs> <No> fake news. <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting that it falls in the Trump era. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Super Bowl lie and Super Bowl lie. Yeah, <laughs> the Trump right? Super Bowl. Next year it's going to be Super Bowl live. Hey, there we go. Not if Trump's still in office. <laughs> but it's Hey-o! But it's spelled L I V like Liv Tyler. Yeah. Oh. Oh. She's going to sing the national anthem next year. I'm going to have uh, <laughs> uh take animal crackers and have them run on her tummy like Ben Affleck did in Armageddon. I, I'm going to watch Empire Records instead of the Super Bowl that there year. There we go. Yeah. She wears a little skirt. They never talk about her. Took too many pills. Yeah, what? big dreams. They never talk about her. What? <laughs> it was a gross joke. Oh, yeah. no. sugar high. <laughs> all right, coyote yeah. shivers. Right, yeah. exactly. They all said she's just another groupie's life. That's a good song. Sports comedy podcast <laughs> uh, from the L.A. Rams. We've got an L.A. Rams historian. What? Laramie Ramos. Laramie uh, Ramos, L.A. Rams historian. He's basically a longtime fan and obsessive about the stats, I guess. Yeah, he knows everything yeah. about the L.A. Rams, and he was going to come here and tell us a little bit about the history. Yeah. Oh, that'll be great because Apparently I think... Apparently a one-stop shop for L.A. Rams history. Right. Well, that's wonderful. And because, you know, they, they were in St. Louis from like 95 to 2015, I think, about 20 years. Something like that. They were in St. Louis. Right. They Before that, they had like... 
60 years in LA, 50 years in LA. Yeah. Boy, when you put it that way. And I believe before that, they had like one year in Cleveland. I think they were one of these those teams who were like formed in 1937 in Cleveland as the Cleveland Plumbers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they ran out of little leather helmets, so they had to move to another town where there's more cow hides. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's- uh, so Which he's is why the NFL show. teams are all in in famed cattle uh, hubs. They have to. That's why the Cowboys are so good? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Phil, do we have a wide world of weird sports? You're goddamn right, we do. Yet another segment within our football hooliganism series that is going to get nominated for a potty. Yeah, we are we are molding young minds here. The yeah. the educational uh, output that this show represents. We shouldn't call it a comedy show anymore. It's a sports education. There's other podcast. reasons we shouldn't call it a comedy <laughs> show. That's if we're being honest with ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And news, news, news. But first, AFC NFC Championship recap summation takeaways. AFC NFC Championship recap summation takeaways. Brought to you by Recap Editing. We added all the recaps for all of your favorite TV shows. This drop is just for three people listening. <laughs> AFC and NFC championship games decided in overtime. Woof. Subheadline, don't look at Saints or Chiefs Twitter, you guys. Yeah. Uh-oh. Sub-subheadline, don't look at Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's full of uh, really racist racists. <laughs> it's just awful. Deeply racist. I was, I was having just... trouble watching the games on Sunday because of, you know, I'm a cord cutter. It's sometimes hard to pick them up, and I was you like, well. Reddit, NFL yeah. streams. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> fucking... See the box scores after, and I'm like, God damn it, I missed two doozies. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams defeated the New Orleans Saints 26-23 in overtime. The New England Patriots defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 37-31 in overtime. In the aftermath, New Orleans Saints fans feel like they were jobbed or robbed, depending on who and when you learned how to trash talk. Ah, there we go. Uh, there was a pretty egregious no-call on a pretty egregious pass interference uh, by the defense. A Rams cornerback. I did see this. It was... Very egregious. Blasted a, a yeah. Saints receiver, Tommy Lee Lewis. If the foul was called, Norns likely drains the clock and drills a field goal. Instead, they kick a field goal, but there was enough time left on the clock for the Rams to tie it up and then go on to win it in overtime. Mm. New Orleans is really upset about this. Okay. Yeah. They shouldn't call it overtime because it means that things aren't over. Time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stephen Wright here. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, the headline of the Times Picayune? How do you pronounce that? Spokane. Picayune? Picayune? The Pic- Times? Picayune, Picayune, Picayune. Uh, was refing unbelievable. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's pretty that's good. That's really good. Standard fare, but pretty good. But then the yeah. subheadline, I think, goes a tad too far. Blown no call, robs New Orleans of NFC Championship, sets up tainted Super Bowl 53 between Rams and Patriots. <laughs> Whoa. That, yeah, I, I was with them until tainted. Yeah, and then it was yeah. like, well. That's going pretty far. When you're a local paper. You're more than, you can do the, we were robbed, you know, all that. But then tainted Super Bowl. What the? Well, like there's going to be an asterisk in the history books? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, a little harsh, but I can I can tell you this uh, headline, while harsh, I can tell you a certain Atlanta mayor likely read that headline and laughed and laughed and <laughs> yeah, laughed. Kesha. Yep. Uh, Lance, Kesha Lance Bottoms, yep. I believe. Uh, even the signs on the highway were shouting from the metaphorical mountaintops on the traffic causeway sign. The, the Pontchartrain causeway said, we were robbed. Mm. Oof. Accident. 15-minute delay. Yeah, we were robbed. Right. <laughs> Accident. 15, 20 minute delay. Oh, no. We were robbed. 
Uh, some uh, Louisiana optometrists were even offering free eye exams to any NFL referee who needed it. <laughs> That's funny. Crystal Vision Center. In light of the atrocious lack of calls during the New Orleans Saints game, we would like to extend free eye exams and glasses to any NFL referee in need. They include vision for the benefits package if you're an NFL ref. Clearly, right? they're not know, using it. Yeah. You know who you are. The tweet continued. <laughs> wow. I'll say this, you know, this is one of those things like you ever, you know, when you're like, oh, they're giving away free tacos at Taco Bell because someone stole a base, you go there, you're like, oh boy, I'm going to get my free taco. Yeah. And then you might be like, well, I'm here, I'm going to buy a Coke and another taco, right. you know, okay, you know, but how fun. Imagine the ref who's like, well, actually, you know, I do need another thing. I'm just going to show, oh no, oh, please, <laughs> right. okay, no, don't put me in the closet. <laughs> you're ours now. Yeah, in order to have that deal, you must be a huge football fan because yeah. you understand a reference. Now so. I'm imagining, though, like the ref who who missed that call showing up is like a big F you to the guy and like sitting there and nailing the whole chart. <laughs> I would like my... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like my test, and yeah. I actually could use some sunglasses. Right. Uh, now, it won't uh, help the Neuron Saints feel any better, but a report Monday said the NFL could consider making pass interference a reviewable play. Ugh, that would ruin It's football. not already? No, okay, so in That's football, weird. like you can't review most penalties, I believe. You cannot Yeah, review. I want to say... All of them save for like there's like two specific instances. Like they, out of bounds you can review, right? Yeah, right. Out of bounds, yeah. you can review the spot, meaning where the person stopped. Is it something a touchdown or not? Is something right. an interception? Was it or was it not a catch? Yep. Right. A far more existential in nature question than I yeah. think every any of us ever realized. What is a catch? Yeah. <laughs> uh so the NFL is always uh reactive and never proactive, except when it comes to Tom Brady. And is apparently going to look into changing the challenge rule. According to a source, the NFL leaders and the league's rulemaking competition committee plan to consider making a pass interference call subject to challenge and replay review. This, of course, Ruin the game. This, of course, might be a knee-jerk reaction, and I think is a slippery slope. <laughs> if coaches can challenge replays, what's going to stop the government from taking all of our guns or right. a man from marrying a horse? <laughs> That's true. Boy, that logic is unassailable, Jordan. <laughs> but, but seriously, this actually is a slippery slope. I, I, how do I know for sure? Established slippery sneak Bill Belichick has long said coaches should be able to challenge pass interference. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't mm. trust him for anything. No, no. Uh, Bill Belichick said, uh, you, "When you have two challenges, I don't think any. I don't see anything wrong with the concept of you can challenge any two plays you want. I understand that judgment calls are judgment calls, but to say an important play can't be reviewed, I don't think that's really in the spirit of trying to get everything right and making sure the most important plays are officiated properly." <laughs> oh, screw yeah. that guy! <laughs> screw that guy! <laughs> screw that guy! Like I don't know how it would help Satan to be able to review <laughs> pass interference calls, but, but I'm now 100% certain it will. Yeah, no, exactly. Also, another reason, CFL actually reviews pass interference. Ah. Do you want to be like them? Canadians? I, I'm shaking no, my head. No, the CFL. Oh. Not that, well, of course, we could all do better to be like the Canadians. Oh, well, well, sure. Yeah. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to say sorry. Sorry. It's, you know, it's just as a... It's and, a... you know, universal health care. Yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Cheap beer and eats at the Super Bowl. Woo! Yay! Now I just got to buy one of the bleacher seats. I'm sure that's what, $10, $15? Expensive. <laughs> Subheadline, skeptical fan takes in the news. How are they going to make their money? 
something's good up. Point. It is on the bleacher seats, actually. Oh. To get in the door, it's basically around, I think, uh, $3,100. Oh, oh. And that's like a get-in-the-door ticket. And how many st- well, people are sensible. in the stands? Like $10 million? Yes. Yeah, 10 million. Yeah. It's the re- record like, of 10. It's, it's the first stadium ever right. to hold 10 million people, Phil. So they're going to yeah. make like $30 billion. They're going to make $30 billion. No, but it, I mean, it's a fair point, though, that seventy-five beer sales expected. mostly where, where the money comes from. I don't know how else you would make it except for the live game. Right. <laughs> Fans coming to see the Los Angeles Rams face the New England Patriots in Super Bowl. Lie. <laughs> will pay thousands for game tickets, but at least they can fill up on $2 hot dogs and $5 beers Dang. once inside Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We talked about this a while ago with what they call their fan-first menu pricing. This is maintained through the Super Bowl? It is huh. maintained through the Super Bowl. My we're, goodness! We're talking 2 bucks for a Coke, 2 bucks Not for bad. a dog, Not waffle bad. fries, 3 bucks, Not Bud bad. Light draft beer, 5 bucks. $2 Ooh. is a Honestly, sensible amount of money to for pay that for much, a hot I would dog. eat way too much. Want a pretzel? Yeah. yeah. 2 bucks. That's it. Nachos with cheese? 2 bucks? $3. Oh, what a rip up. You want <laughs> cheeseburger $5. That's not bad. If you were a, a big spender, the most yeah. expensive me- menu item, Fabric chicken egg. tender, oh, uh, you're close. They come from eggs, chicken right. tender basket with fries. Six dollars. That's not bad. It's That's not like bad Arby's prices right that, there. That, those are decent prices outside of a stadium. Yeah. Hey, congratulations, Atlanta. This is fantastic. You guys are great. So these are lower prices than any other major professional sports venue. Plus, without tax for easier concession stand transactions. Oh. That two dollar hot dog includes the sales tax. Oh. So really, it's like. You know, a buck eighty-two or something yeah. like that. What are that? they angling at? Why are they doing this to us? Well, here's the thing: Why are they, they confusing us? Is this the Twilight Zone? They, are we in hell? I think they sell other items that they upcharge for. Ah, right? like the so hats. they might have like a Philly cheesesteak. No, they might have other. They have other food items. Yeah, that if you want, they're going to charge for, and they're going to have craft beer that right. they're going to charge a lot for. But they've had this. Okay. Okay. Last year's Super Bowl at the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, hot dog was four dollars. Woof. Less expensive. Wait, is it four dollars? Yeah, four dollars less no, expensive. Oh, it was six dollars. Okay. Yeah, four dollars less expensive to this one, and beer was a buck ten less per twenty ounces uh, at at this Atlanta Super Bowl. Dang. So the Super Bowl uh, people, the people who run the stadium, said we said this in our negotiations with the SEC, the College Football Championship, the Super Bowl, and the Final Four. We said that every customer that comes through that door is our customer. So we want to treat all those customers the same and give them the same experience in food and beverage. What is Wait, happening? That's not how customers are treated. Customers are the are the bad guy, and you fight against them. Yeah, yeah. you punch them real good and right. say, buy a water. You go, what? You want a Coca-Cola? $30. And they go, but I'm thirsty. You go, $30. They are undermining one of the basic like economic principles of the American economy, which right. is that you Supply can gouge people demand. for food when they're a captive audience. This is fuckery. This Movie is, theater. This is <laughs> proof that the Russians have taken over. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. It was successful, okay? The 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 last year of the Georgia Dome through the first year at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the spending per customer went up 16%. Wow. Despite a 55% drop in prices. That's wow. Freaking ridiculous. So they're eating more than twice as much. They're well, on, obviously, yes. I they're think. on the yeah. right wow. side of the laugher curve now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, also, like the, the idea that they're spending more money. Like, maybe I used to just buy like a Philly cheesesteak and a craft beer. 
but now I'm going to spend $10 more total and eat 10 hot dogs yeah. and eat 10, drink 10 Bud Lights. Right. Now I'm going to be able to consume enough food that I really, really regret it. Yeah, the, d- the day after I found out that Lindsay was pregnant, we went to a Smashing Pumpkins concert. And I spent $100 on concessions. What? I've never done that before because I was very hungry. I just got out of work. So I missed get, dinner. You got to get, get the pumpkin spice latte. Right, you got to right. get pumpkin pie. Well, what I did, I got three scone. of the tall beers, and those were $15 a piece. And wait, then, wait, wait, wait. Did you see the Smashing Pumpkins at a three-star Michelin restaurant? I did, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. You know what? Were, Actually, that was pretty good. Yeah, they were they were <laughs> Osteria, and they were just playing an acoustic set in the corner. They were like, yeah. sideways with a smile. And I'm like, this is pleasant. In that case, that's a pretty sensible, pretty oh, sensible sure. evening. Smashing Pumpkins and Osteria. Right. But then I, so I got Lindsay a cheeseburger. She, her stomach hurt because she's pregnant. So she was first trimester. She couldn't eat it. So I ate that. Then I went back for the mozzarella sticks because you got to have dessert. <laughs> was any of this food like good or satisfying? Uh, cheeseburger, chicken tenders, fries, mozzarella sticks, nachos, three beers. Right, but I'm I'm saying like were any of them of the sort of quality where you're like no oh, they were it's terrible yeah of course they what were. venue they were was terrible this, this was at the forum the fabulous forum yep. I've never been to the forum I really should oh I saw Louis C K there I saw Weezer there I saw Smashing Pumpkins there I saw uh, like Magic Johnson a little pricey. play basketball no I didn't yeah uh that's actually not bad if you have a Chase credit card you get thirty percent off all concessions I have a Chase thirty percent yep for the Chase credit card yeah. Because it's That's like sponsored deal. by Chase is the thing. Does Chase sponsor the forum or something? I think so, yeah. Huh. 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 What was interesting with the SEC negotiations, the late commercial, uh, commissioner, Michael Slive, kept telling me, hey, I want a provision in this contract that talks about pricing and prohibits you from being able to raise the prices for our game. And I said, commissioner, we want the same provision. It was interesting that we had a common goal. Yet two different mindsets. So we put that in our bids for all the major events, including the World Cup. Hmm. I mean, I that's was with cool. Until that last bit. Yeah. The World <laughs> Cup. So that's now, the one time where I'm like, no, 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 no. raise the prices. Count those <laughs> fucking. Now, one last minute alteration was to add another walk-in cooler. There are twelve walk-in coolers, twenty-nine and twenty-nine for keg storage. Mm. Fans of this game will have more time to spend, so the stadium can't afford to run out of items. To illustrate. The stadium will have 75,000 bottled waters and 55,000 hot dogs stocked for the Super Bowl. 55,000? How much does the stadium seat? 75,000. So really, they're going to have almost one hot dog for each person. Well, they have a one bottle of water you for You are each. saying that incredulously like that's too many hot dogs. Well, not everyone's going to eat I a would, hot dog. I, I feel like you want at least two hot dogs per person. I feel like that's too many hot dogs. They're opening four hours early. Just for hot dogs? Well, some people are going to have like four, Phil. I mean, at two bucks a piece, I'd have like six. Really? I really Is this going to be like the the double cheeseburger thing where you're like, I bet you $10 I can eat four. You never got through that fourth one, did you? (laughs) That's disappointing because, again, here's the thing. I have done that, and I did it before, and I've done it since. I don't understand uh, why I didn't that one time. This feels like you're making that up, Joel. I I know. I can't say. I I don't have a counterpoint. Someone who can eat four double cheeseburgers can always eat four double cheeseburgers. Yeah, it's a rule of science. You either can or you can't. Right. Again, I can't. I don't have a good counterpoint to this because at the moment (laughs) of truth, I uh, failed. You know what's funny so is I, I brought that this, up and Joel immediately knew what I was talking about because that was that <laughs> important of a moment. That was like 10 years ago. 
it stuck with me. What kind like, of uh, hamburgers were McDonald's these? McDonald's double cheeseburgers. You like the dollar menu double? You couldn't eat four of those? I don't know. I could eat four of those. Game on, motherfucker. Every, everybody, uh, hold on for about 35 minutes. Joining us now on the podcast is L.A. Rams historian Laramie Ramis. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello, Hello Laramie. Hi. Thank you so much for taking an interest in the L.A. Rams. Of Absolutely. course. I've been a f- historian and fan for a very long time. Mm. Yeah. So so, uh, so, how long is that exactly? I'm trying to think about when the, the Rams were founded. I've been a historian and fan since 2016. Since Wait, the what? return of the L.A. Rams to Los Angeles. Well, I was going to ask you what... I don't think you what, yourself a yeah, historian. I was going to ask you what made you, like, uh, take an interest in the Rams and, like, how long have you been studying them? But you've... This is since they since they moved here yeah, for I, the second time? I live in Los Angeles my whole life, which is very long because I'm old. Right. No, I can see that. <laughs> may, may I ask how old are you? I'm is... 83. Okay. And you've lived in L.A. the whole old. time. Lived the whole time. I would but you're not a historian. I remember seeing Elvis down at the Troubadour. <laughs> That's, oh, that's a very long time that ago. That sounds like that would have been a I, good show. That's something yeah, an old person who grew up in L.A. would have done. Troubadour don't overlap. But that's I remember when Marilyn Monroe lived in the Roosevelt. <laughs> and I remember really when good. the L.A. Rams moved to Los Angeles for the second time. Do you, do you remember anything about the first time? No, I wasn't really a football fan back then. <laughs> It's really something I took on in my retirement. Oh, okay. That's fair. A lot of people have time for new interests in retirement. Yes. So it's just an awfully specific what, area. I learned everything I could about the second iteration of the LA Rams, and I'm so glad they finally broke the curse. Um, I'm sorry, the <clears throat> curse? Yeah, what? I'm sorry? It's a curse that the LA Rams has had since they've come back, where they... There so was like, a curse wait, put wait, on. Hold, no, hold, hold on. Ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. I've actually been a Ram season ticket holder since they've come back. Oh, welcome! The, I'm sure I saw you in the stands for my TV. I don't like going to the live games. You don't uh, go the, to the. Okay, sorry. The first the first season they did not do very well. I believe they were like four and twelve or because five and eleven. Because of the curse. But no, then the second year they were much better. They they made the playoffs. They went twelve and four. I believe they made the playoffs. They lost in the first game. You know, but then this year they go thirteen and three. They win. They win both their playoff games. They're going to the Super Bowl. I fail to see a curse here. They broke Laramie. the curse. That's how curses what? work. Oh, well. what curse? Well, yeah, this is on. This is- okay, let me tell you some history of the second iteration of the L.A. Rams. Okay, it all started way back in time in two thousand fifteen. Oh. When current four-year-olds were newborns, <laughs> and the eggs that you ate this morning were weren't even inside their grandfather's grandfather's chicken. That actually, the eggs I ate this morning really puts it in perspective. Yeah, I'll see, yeah. Uh, how, many much generations how much was a gallon of, of gas? A gallon of gas was about three forty-five. <laughs> it was really high back then. Would have been yeah. about right. <laughs> And during that time, there was no football stadium, no football, professional football team in Los Angeles. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. And I wasn't really a football fan yet. I was really more of a Netflix watcher. 
Yep. Oh, and, and again, again, we all remember this pretty well because it was not that long ago. But yeah. let's get to the curse. Yeah, yeah. What? what is this curse? Oh, there was a room full of people all dressed up in big gowns. And they were all staring at a spooky stage. And during this weird ceremony, an actress named Marion Cotard lost her Best Actress nomination for two days, one night. It was the Academy Awards. Okay, I kind of, I kind of put that together. Yeah. It was, um, uh, she lost to Julianne Moore. What? And I'm sorry. For still Alice. <laughs> yeah, what? What? I mean, ironically, at this point, she's not still Alice. And Marion Cotillard, she tried to clap along and be happy. But behind those cold, dead eyes, she was saying, If ever a football team decides to lay its roots in Los Angeles, they'll be cursed to never go to the foot the, the Super Bowl until the curse is broken. And I think I think I, we need yeah, to recap this yes, really, really quick. Really, the, so you're saying yes, in the Academy Awards in 2015, the Oscars is what people know right? it as. Oscar, Oscars, in a big crazy night. ceremony, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? In where LA, people Oscar show up in king. dark black cars and evil black tuxedos. <laughs> right. At first, I thought you were describing a satanic ritual, but then I realized this was just this no. Was just way back in 2015, when Harvey Weinstein was invited, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ar- arguably still a satanic ritual. Okay. Oh yes. <laughs> so uh, this actress didn't win for two days one night uh yes marianne Cotard. right uh, julianne moore won for still alice for still alice and then, and then marianne Cotard, uh when she was clapping for julianne moore clapping in she, her was head, thinking she was thinking behind her cold dead eyes, cold dead eyes. if ever a football team in the <laughs> nfl lays its roots they'll never win a super bowl until the curse is broken First of all, I feel like Marion Cotillard has like warm brown eyes that are very beautiful. Oh, but not that night. Okay, because she was so angry at does she? Los uh, do we know that? Does she have the power to make a curse? Apparently, she does. Oh, no, because, because she it was did. successful. Apparently it's not an appropriate because term. she did. Because we were cursed well, until we weren't. That first year was pretty bad. Year. First for, year for was like very year. bad because of the Cotillard curse. But then they fire <laughs> the Jeff LA Fisher. Rams. They hire Sean McVay. The second season, they're 12 and 4, but they lose in the first game of the playoffs. Are they still cursed at that point? They're still cursed. Okay. Because the curse is that they will never get to the Super Bowl until the, the curse is broken. broken. Okay, this begs. That's, that's an interesting way of phrasing it because yes. it a, just it, it, they don't until they do. That's not a curse. There's, a, there's an obvious a, question here, Joel. How do they break the that's curse? That's a great question. <laughs> how do they break the curse? How did, well, how did they break past well, no, tense? It's, it's not. This is it's, how they're they going to the Super Bowl. They haven't the, won the Super Bowl have, yet. Well, well no, he said the curse to was go, to get oh, to, the to, go to the Super Bowl. Okay. The curse has officially been broken. Okay. Oh, yeah, so please, how did that? There's happen? only one way to break the curse. First, you must make the playoffs. Okay, they did that. Yep. Okay, yep. And then did you that. must continue to win games in the playoff. That's right. until every team such makes a time Bowl. when you make it to the Super Bowl. Then 
Marion Cotillard will scream at the heavens, My curse is broken! Damn you, Julianne Moore! And all the filmmakers behind Still Alice! So so let me get this straight. Marion Cotillard... Was yep. so upset about not Marianne winning the Oscar. Cotillard. Like that despite being well trodden a, ground yeah, at this point. D- yes. Despite being a French, I feel like you're recapping something we've said. Despite many being times. a French national, yes. she cared so much about football that that's what oh, she, she chose didn't to care focus. that much about football. She okay. just wanted to curse Los Angeles for not giving her the little Why golden idol. Why did she curse idol. the Lakers or the Dodgers, like teams that people care about? Because she enjoys going to those games. But, oh, so she 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 cursed the hypothetical team in the future. If one ever lays down its, its roots, roots in, Los, in Los Angeles, can we say that they've they laid down cursed roots? to never make it to the Super Bowl? Wait a minute! Bowl. Wait a minute! Wait a minute, Joel. Too late. I'm sorry, Laramie. Yes. This means, if I'm interpreting this curse yes. correctly, that the Chargers are also cursed. The Chargers are also cursed, and their curse continues to this day because it they lost still in the playoffs. Continues to yeah. this day. Oh, oh and all they have to do oh. to break it is win all the playoff games before the Super Until Bowl. Until the time where they make it to the <laughs> Super Bowl. So really, they just have to have a good team. A good team. And they have to win in the playoffs. They have to win enough to make it to the playoffs. And once they make it to the Super Bowl... The curse is broken! And Marianne Cotard will stare at the heavens and say, The curse is broken! Damn you, Julianne Moore! And all the filmmakers behind Still Alice! And so that already happened for the Rams. Like, yes. last week, the Rams won. Marianne Cotillard? I don't yeah. know, I can't say her name. Marianne Cotillard, In yes. France, went outside and, and did this. Oh, but watch out for this year. Why? Because if Lady Gaga doesn't win Best Actress over Glenn Close in The Wife, they're never going to win another game again. Never going to win another game again? Until they do. Oh, I, 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 I bet I bet she doesn't, and I'll bet they do. Not until they do. I'm, and then the curse is broken. I could oh. not be more disappointed with Jean right now for booking you. This is Gene. Yeah, this is just really upsetting to me. He said on the phone his name was Gene. I feel like there was no background research done into your credibility as a source. Why am Uh, I wearing this bracelet? We need to get you. Uh, Thank you very much. How did I end up in this chair? Uh, Is this Marianne Cotillard? And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! That's Wide World of Sports time! That's Wide World of Sports! Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports. Again, another segment in our series, fo- Football Hooliganism Around the World. <gasps> this year, this time, <laughs> this week, this day, this very moment. To where do we travel? Cyprus. Cyprus, oh, wow. yeah, but deep first cut. Let, let's set oh, the I table a little that's bit. That's not the right phrase. No, for... it's not. <laughs> yeah. Very deep cuts. Uh, let's go over some of the causes of football hooliganism, just to kind of cleanse the palate, right? Hmm. Football hooliganism has factors in common with juvenile delinquency and what has been called ritualized male violence <laughs> by a Gillette commercial, or. <laughs> 90% of, of human history. Yeah, from <laughs> the Gillette commercial. Yeah. 
Sports studies scholars Paul Gao and Joel Rookwood at Liverpool Hope University. Rookwood's a really cool last name. Yeah, Rook Rookwood. Right. Uh, found in a 2008 study that involvement in football violence can be explained in relation to a number of factors relating to interaction, identity, legitimacy, and power. Mm. Yeah, right? Football violence is also thought to reflect expressions of strong emotional ties to a football team, which may help <laughs> reinforce the supporter's sense of identity. I like how strong emotional ties to a football team is like the third thing they mentioned. Oh, yeah. You know what's funny is these guys probably got a grant to do this study. Yeah, <laughs> Funny. In relation to the Heisel Stadium disaster, one study from 1986 claimed that alcohol, irregular ticket sales, and disinterest of the organizers and the cowardly ineptitude of police had led to the tragedy. Wow, cowardly ineptitude. Right. So you're, you're getting it. There's a lot of reasons why right, this happened. And some of these feel obvious when they said uh, ticket sales and alcohol. Oh, yeah. What? Drunk people and male violence is causing males to become violent when drunk? Virtually any context in which you combine ticket sales and alcohol. Right. You could you, know, you serve beer at the symphony. I feel like there's at least half a chance that there's going to be a riot there. Remember Woodstock 99? Festival of Peace and <laughs> yeah, Love? They set the right. whole thing on fire. Why? Alcohol. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Ticket sales and alcohol. Exactly. So Cyprus. We all right. know where Cyprus is. It's where... Yeah. <clears throat> Football it's an hula- island in the Mediterranean. Yep, it's right next to Spain. Greece. It's near like the Middle East. It's yep. like south of Greece. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cyprus football hooliganism in Cyprus has been an issue for the past few decades, and incidents are generally associated with the five major Cypriot clubs. There's five. Cl- One Cyprus, Cyprus is a five very clubs. small island. I don't know how it's that's a five possible. clubber. That's how big the island is. <laughs> yes. See, in Europe, they measure the size of islands based on how many football clubs. So, like, I, England I like is like a, a 220 clubber. Must be at this yeah. point. I feel like, like Cyprus is the population of, like, Hartford, Connecticut. And all of them are in a football club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, Anorthis Famagusta FC fans have been involved in many incidents on most occasions involving their ultras group, Mahites. They're the bad boys yeah, of Cyprian soccer. They're the Mahites. <laughs> you know, I hope my daughter never dates a Mahite. That'd be really bad. Whoa, Phil. No, I'm just, they're, they're involved in many incidents. Uh, the two clubs in Limassol, AEL Limassol, and Apollyon Lima Soul have also been involved in numerous incidents, especially in recent years. Supporters of APOL FC and AC Ammonia Nicosia, the two most successful and popular clubs in the country of Cyprus, are notorious for hooliganism. Yeah, the most violent cases of hooliganism in Cyprus uh, usually involve the two teams. I feel like there's a lot of redundancy in this article. (laughs) In May 2009, OPL fans entered the Ammonia stand and uh, engaged in fistfights with Ammonia fans, eventually throwing one down the stand stairs. Oh, God. Probably because of how bad it smelled in there. Right, it smelled like like Ammonia. Yeah, exactly. Six months later in November, fans of the two teams clashed close to the GSP stadium with OPL fans tried to hijack a futsal tournament organized by Ammonia. Yeah, many were injured, including uh, an OPL fan who was almost beaten to death. 
These two, My it's goodness. weird that they're like, they're on this small island, and it's like, how do you avoid fans of the other team? It seems like they must be clashing all the time. Yeah, again, unless I'm sorely mistaken about the size of Cyprus. Yeah, it seems small. The rivalry between Ammonia and Opel has roots in politics. Opel fans are in their majority right-wing, whereas Ammonia fans are left-wing. Oh. Apropos to the times we're living in in America. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'd be an Ammonia fan. Yeah. Communist symbols in the Ammonia stand and right-wing or even fascist symbols in the Opel stand are not uncommon. Wow. Crazy. Wow. So one's like holding a Che Guevara fan uh, uh, thing, and the other one might be holding a Hitler thing, and they're just looking at each other and be like, oh, that's that's not that's good. nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so the Limassol rivalry between Apollyon and AEL Limassol is more a matter of what team dominates over the city. Hooliganism in the case of Anorthis is also politically linked, especially when the club plays a left-wing team such as Ammonia. Apparently, Anorthosis is also right-wing. Yeah. It's crazy. Other incidents between clubs of different cities uh, that are of the same political orientation are associated with inner-city rivalries, particularly when a club from Limassol faces a club from Nicosia. Mm. Oh, right. Those Nicosian bastards. Right. It's very kind of west side, east side, except the west coast, east coast battles are like 20 miles apart. Yes. <laughs> if it's be like if Tupac and Biggie would be like, hey, Tupac, yeah, you <laughs> suck. Why I oughta. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, south coast, east coast, west coast, east coast. Remember those were really big in the 90s. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to try to bring back on Laramie Ramis to give you our contact information. I'm I don't know why we would try to do LA that. L.A. Rams historian. They haven't picked him up yet. That shuttle I've service. I've been a fan of the L.A. Right. Rams no, Laramie, since we got it. 2016. You're doing a rerun now. With if you could just read this sheet. Read this okay, sheet, please. Okay, I'm reading it. It's our contact you information. You can find us on Twitter. By going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. I remember when Twitter was invented eight years before I became an LA Rams historian. Okay. That's yeah, not especially impressive. I was young then. No, you weren't. 71. <laughs> or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to share your political beliefs with your grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find all of our episodes on Anchor by going to anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Anchors away. Here a podcast. Thank you, Larry. Where, where am I? Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Turns out there's 1.2 million people in Cyprus. And there's only 123,000 people in Hartford, Connecticut. So I'd like to acknowledge that I was woefully misguided earlier. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.